Welcome to Take the Leap. Thanks for tuning back into the podcast, Escaping the Matrix, and reconnecting to our inner knowing on this path to self-actualization. If it's your first time, welcome to the conversation. I'm excited to share this space with everyone and have a good time hosting some jumping off points to consider as we live these unique experiences of ours. My name is Shay, and every Monday and Wednesday, I definitely have enjoyment sharing this journey of transformation and discovery with you. Thank you for tuning in today to peel back new layers of the onion despite our smiles, our tears, and any perceived fears that false evidence appearing real. Um, Today, it's definitely getting personal, especially when it comes to fears. And I want to invite you to continue this conversation to share your personal experiences in the Facebook community. There will be more about that at the end of the episode. But for now, let's air some dirty laundry. We're talking about imposter phenomenon today. Now, some people may be more familiar with the term imposter syndrome, but I don't like the word syndrome and it's my podcast. So boop, there it is. We're going to basically be uh, harping on phenomenon with the word today. But both of the terms are um, synonymous, talking about the same thing. Now, did you know that 70% of folk experience imposter phenomenon, according to a review article published in, uh, what was that? The International Journal of Behavioral Science, 70%. And out of that 70%, a lot of those people are women. So imposter phenomenon happens when someone doubts what their skills are or um, their abilities or achievements and there's an internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud now sometimes I laugh about that because in today's internet there doesn't seem to be any of those fears although there may be some frauds but moving on It is definitely a common thing among successful individuals. So people who have the credentials or the experience or the achievement or the numbers, right? um, To back it up, whatever, however that materializes for them. But it mostly happens among women. Now, how does it manifest in our day-to-day lives? Uh, It could be self-doubt. It could be feelings of fraudulence, being a fraud. We could feel um, incompetent or inadequate and that is even if you're seeing that okay I have this degree I've worked in this field for years I have this lived experience because I want to talk about that as well people discount lived experience just like when I was working uh, with welfare to work in California volunteer people think because you weren't getting paid for it that it's not valid experience but um, being paid to play yes that matters right because money's coming in and it's taking care of your needs but whether you're getting paid or not it's still experience that you're gaining and if you're doing that for a while because that was happening uh, people would be volunteering for six months to a year at a place and the place would not be hiring them on and so you can use that experience and i would tell them you can use that experience on your resume and you can let them know that it was unpaid but that doesn't change the value of the skill that you are bringing to their workplace okay and in the same way that's how i think of lived experience Maybe you don't have a degree, right? But you have lived experience in certain areas and certain modalities. 
and you're able to again bring that knowledge and expertise to whatever platform or whatever group of individuals you may be working with so um, we may not have evidence or we, we have the evidence of the success or some type of external proof right um, but we're still like oh I don't know if it's enough like I don't know if other people are gonna respect it so it, it's always questioning those things and I am definitely not exempt from that now imposter phenomenon it could be a challenging experience but there are ways to overcome it and support your self-growth so I want to talk about three evidence-based strategies that can help with this phenomenon we're going to jump right into it with the first one with um, gathering accomplishment evidence right gathering proof that you have this experience uh, or you have this degree having your proof together when I used to work for an agency I worked for a few government programs and I used to work in a call center for uh, child support and while I worked there there were a lot of things um, I was able to do outside of my job description right and I know that is a cardinal sin not to do things outside of your job description but at the time in my youth I was looking for ways because I was tired of going to school <laughs> and there's suddenly things that I was interested in and once I moved into this uh, area it just sparked something in me about a different direction and where to go plus I have met uh, one of my female supervisors was actually in my interview for that job or whatnot and I remember being impressed by just her outward appearance and how she carried herself but then being supervised by her and funny thing is she had uh, I guess it's a unisex name because her name was Joe but it was just J-O right so I was inspired by um, the way she carried herself but then once I was under her as a supervisor um, I was able to see kind of how she conducted business right and I definitely respected that as well and so it just opened up some ideas and opportunities on which ways to go she was actually one of the first people who kind of like forced me out of my comfort zone because um, I would go in there and I would be upset about some things like we used to have people who would be putting on their makeup or they would decide that they've clocked in and now it's time to have their breakfast and it wasn't time to do that and so we would have to have these meetings um, that I considered to be not a useful way of our time and we'd have to address these things and so I remember going in one time and just saying like why do we have to attend these meetings it's like three people who are doing this out of the 20 people are who are up here so how about like we not have to waste our time because we're not doing those things and so I would go to her when I had quote-unquote complaints right when I was unhappy about something I would definitely go to the supervisor and one day she completely shut it down and she asked me well do you have a solution and then I was like no she was like all right you, you come in here you know identifying a lot of problems right we're always identifying something but you, you're not coming in here with any solutions. So the next time you come in here, you got a problem. It would be helpful if you bring a solution. So I'm thinking, okay, bet, right? Um, she was also the person uh, because at the time, uh, single mom, I was just getting, I was separated. Actually, I hadn't even gotten my divorce yet, but I was separated. And so that's kind of what catapulted me into this area. Before that, I was a stay-at-home mom. And so... Um, I was managing something with my oldest daughter 
because she has special needs. There's a lot of medical things that were going on, and so I would have to manage a bunch of appointments and things like that. Plus, I was commuting for my work, like up to 45 minutes to an hour one way. And um, I just felt like there was nothing else that I could take on. There was nothing else that I could put on my plate at the time. And she sat me down and she said, you know, what, what are you looking for in your career? Like, what's the outlook? Where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, I definitely like to be in management, right? Getting behind the policies and things of that sort. And um, she was like, okay, so what's the plan? I'm like, well, right now, I just have a lot of things going on, and so I don't wanna do that. There was a program that uh, we could sign up for, and you would have to be recommended, and it was for management. So learning how to be a supervisor, a manager, or executive director. And so she said, well, you know, is your daughter's condition ever gonna change? And I'm like, no, this will be, you know, for the rest of her life. And she was like, so what are you waiting for? Like, why can't you just figure out a way to, to squeeze this in? And that, and I started thinking about that, like, why can't I figure out a way to squeeze this in? Because doing it would make a better situation for me and my child, right? So just sitting around waiting for something to change, I already know it's not going to change. So yeah, she was the first person to push me out of my comfort zone. And because of that, I started looking for ways to prove like, you know, what I could do. And she also provided me some opportunities. In those same meetings, we had staff meetings, um, I was able to talk about um, controlling calls, right? Because we're in a call center. So different ways and different tips that we can control calls, direct conversation, cut down our call times and things of that sort. And it manifested itself by way of a newsletter. And so I, I was able to work on that in my extra time. And that was something that I could add to my resume. From that opportunity came an opportunity to, uh, we were going to a new IVR system. And so there were things that needed to be recorded, right? So since I had done that newsletter about those things, um, she put a word in to, I think it was the assistant director, but she put a word into her and she approached me about writing the scripts for the IVR system, so I had an opportunity to do that. So little things like that, even though that's not in your original job description, those are things that you can hold on to, right? So I held on to the scripts, I held on to the newsletters, because that's the tangible uh, evidence, right, that I have the ability to do this, and you're able to show the quality of your work to the next person, to the next entity or group of people that you're gonna be working with. So gathering your evidence of your accomplishments are a good idea. I used to do resumes as well when I worked for Welfare to Work as a job coach, and that was important. People always list whatever duties they performed, right? But we never really talk about how do we advance our agency, our place of work, like how are we contributing to their goals and how are we making that happen? What are we doing that contributes to advancing the agency forward? Because that matters in your performance and what you may be bringing to the table. Ooh, ladies don't like to talk about that, <laughs> but what you may be bringing to the table for the next person, because that's what's up. People wanna see, like, how am I gonna benefit by you being here? Um, I remember hearing something about, oh, I don't even remember where I heard it, but it definitely made an impact on me when they were saying, you know, someone's been here for 30 years and they feel like I've been here all these years, but doing the same exact thing. They haven't added any value to the company. So then why should they get a raise, right? If you've been doing the same thing, then I should be paying you the same thing because your duties haven't changed. So 
value is about how are you advancing the company forward, not that you're just showing up every day, okay? People get bodies all the time. There's different ways to put bodies into their company, so how are you making an impact? Anywho, you wanna start by like creating like a dedicated space, right, and time to compile your evidence. At the time, this is like early 2000s, so I would just put my things in a little file folder and I called it the Love Me File, right? Because I really had a hard time doting on myself, congratulating myself for things. Um, just some things with childhood experiences. Being good was not good enough. Like performing well was still, it's just what you did. There was nothing that you need to clap for yourself about. It's what you're supposed to do. So there is no recognition. Like when I was growing up, I would be on the A and B honor roll. And where I came from, they would put it in the newspaper. And I was very excited about that. You know, having my name in the newspaper, whatever, to make the honor roll. But um, my family was one, like, hey, school is your work. That's what you're supposed to do. There's no like special accolades for that. So you know I I internalized that and it was very difficult for me to think of things I was doing at my job as achievements because that's what they hired me to do you know but think about gathering any certificates or any awards even positive feedback that you get from individuals whether it be by email um, I remember being in that management program and they were just saying you know somebody gives you a compliment don't be afraid to say, hey, are you willing to tell that to my, my manager or my supervisor? Because the, the agencies that I worked for, there was performance um, evaluations as well. And so it was just a good deal to have that information available because you're getting evaluated over a year's time. So little things that happen, you may not even remember. Um, you wanna be able to keep a journal if you can, where you could jot down any successful projects that you participated in, any milestones that you reached. Um, I did that before. I remember we had this called Just Ask program where you're asking people if they could pay their child support debt when they had arrears or whatever. And they didn't think it was gonna work and they piloted the program with a couple of individuals and I was asked to be part of that program. And I was able to get a couple of certificates for that for um, I think one was $20,000, but things like that. And then when I moved on, um, to a different department, I was able to use some of those things and ended up being um, on the diversity committee, but using those skills that I learned from being on those projects and being mentored by those individuals there to actually get myself into a position and was voted into um, being the, the, vice, the vice chairperson for the diversity committee at my job. And then at some point being the chairperson, right? And so that's where, again, still thinking, hey, this is just my job, right? But not forgetting that these things are compliments, milestones, achievements, okay? And you wanna keep record of that. You wanna utilize in this day and time, wasn't really thinking about that then, but as we progress forward with technology and using a lot of our phones and things, then you wanna make sure that you're utilizing any screenshots or photos of your work as well. Uh, if you do any presentations, did a lot of those in my work. So if you have any presentations, hold on to those, get you like a little USB, um, a USB card or whatever, or one of those portable ones that you could take with you so that you could store those things on there. 
Never, never hesitate to request endorsements or recommendations from colleagues that you work with, any mentors or supervisors. You know, you could get an undated letter. It doesn't always have to be a letter of recommendation. It could just be detailing um, the work that you did together and what you contributed to that group or to that project as well. Um, additionally, maintain a record of personal growth moments, right? Maybe you run into some problems where you weren't sure how you're gonna fix this, and then you figured out a solution. Jot those things down. Highlighting instances where you tackled challenges head on and emerge victorious are gonna be crucial in your interviews. And interviews are not just about jobs, right? Um, oh my gosh, I just lost that thought. Not the thought, but I can't think of what I'm talking about. Is it a, it's not a pop deck. Is it a pop deck? Well, look, there's this deal where you need to dwindle down all that you've done and who you are, what you're about, and your experience into three minutes, right? Which is very, very helpful when you're talking directly with someone. An interview doesn't always happen when you're getting invited into an office and sitting down across from someone. Sometimes an interview is happening at a dinner party or some other type of gathering, right? And so you want to be able to be prepared with those things you may not have all those things with you they may not have the time to see those things right but if you're able to communicate those same things in a very effective way that's an interview and people may introduce you to other people that can help you with your project or projects that you can be a part of that will hone your skills sharpen your skills a bit or give you some of the um, experience that you may need to finish up your project or really have it take off in a way that's more successful than it would have been had you not had that skill, okay? So you wanna regularly revisit all of these things as well, updating them if need be, um, remind yourself of your capabilities because that's the way that you have that material evidence even just for yourself if you're not sharing it with other people and you're able to see your progress so that helps you silence the doubts that get into your mind and create this idea that you're some type of um, imposter right the next thing is you want to be able to replace your negative thoughts with better ones so challenging thoughts such as like, I am not good at stuff, um, I don't do well at this. Instead, ask yourself to come up with three things that you are good at. Um, another common thought is, I need to work harder than everyone to achieve the same success. And I remember when I was thinking about working in mental health and starting my own thing in that. And I was just like, well, people don't really respect people of color who experience mental health, right? So they're not gonna they're not gonna see me as an expert. They're not gonna see me as someone who can help everybody. They'll see me as someone who can only help people of color, right? Um, where they may see someone who has a diagnosis and they're not a person of color and they will see them in a positive light overcoming the situation and being in recovery. So I used to tell myself that a lot, like, oh, because of the color of my skin, people will not give me the same respect and the same value as they would give anyone else in the field trying to move this doubt forward. So we can have those type of thoughts as well. And we wanna convert that thought into a strength. Like I have a good work ethic, right? Um, I'm dedicated, I'm responsible, I think creatively. So many people struggling with imposter feelings, they believe that they don't belong, 
And that's exactly what I was feeling like, okay, I'm a person who, like, I've been <laughs> on the side of receiving a service, right? Um, I was a teen mom, and so I've made mistakes, pe what people consider mistakes, although I've overcome them for a long time. And I think I shared this before with my colleagues. I would not say my actual age. I would just let them assume, and they would assume my age based on how we communicated with each other and my knowledge about certain things. But being with my mom, most of the time, I was always with older individuals. So I knew, I knew different eras of music. I knew different practices and sayings and things like that. So I appeared older than what I was and I would never correct those individuals because if I did, then I would just be one of those people that they didn't have respect for. I remember being in a circle of colleagues and they were talking about you know, people who are teen parents and how they never amount to anything. So could you imagine just masking your feelings about that? It took me a long time to be able to say, hey, <laughs> I am one of those people. So what you're talking about, that's not the fate. Like it's not a guaranteed fate. It really depends on the work ethic that that person has, what the, you know, their outlook, the support that they have as well. Because if I didn't have my mother for support, um, through that situation, I would not have been able to go to school. I would not have been able to continue at the pilot school that I was at while I was in high school. Um, it, it, there's like this chain of events, right? So there came some point when I was able to discuss those things with people, but I definitely was not comfortable in the beginning. It's also helpful to remember that you know, you're getting selected to fill this position or to help with this project, to complete this task because you have the skills. This is why you're getting acceptance, right? And although external validation doesn't define who you are, when you are looking for work or you are trying to be on a team, that's the, that, the evidence that is needed, right? So these people are evaluating whatever tangible evidence they have to say, you know what, I think this is a good fit for us. So obviously you have that tangible evidence. Obviously, whether it's your personality or the things that you have done, these people have resonated with you, right? And they may be people who are successful and who are moving the dial forward already in that field or another field that you're looking to get in. So it's not like you slip through the cracks, okay? <laughs> um, committee members, professionals, they usually know what they're doing and what to look for. Nobody's in the business of losing money, okay? Nobody's in the business of, of, of failing and being unsuccessful. Nobody's in that business. Everybody's looking to move something forward. And so when they make selections, they are carefully selecting individuals and they selected you. So believing that you don't belong with me, that all these people have no idea what they're talking about. They're just out here for fun and they don't care about moving the dial forward in their field or in their business, okay? And last but not least, let's talk about um, the ability to define success clearly and tangibly. So often people with imposter feelings endorse an all or nothing type policy of success. Well, if, if I didn't get this particular position, then I'm obviously not it. If I didn't get to work with this group of people, then I'm obviously not it. If my first idea, you know, that I implemented didn't really work, it didn't get off the ground, then yeah, I'm not it. 
and that's and it's just not true so many people who have done well at business that we know of we get to know them because they become a success but we don't really know of them before that happens and we don't know all that has gone on before that right because nobody really talks about that but once you start to interview these people who are successful they start to share with us about the many failed attempts where they had to make adjustments and they had to come again some people share about actually losing all of their money and becoming homeless right staying with friends couch surfing and they have to go through this idea again and it's about that resilience and being able to bounce back and make that pivot so instead we want to define success in a way that's clear and it's tangible just like when you're writing out your smart goals so for example instead of you saying i want to be a great writer that's cool but wouldn't it be better if you committed to writing a 500 word article every day for the next month again a smart goal is something that you can measure is something that you can track and it's something very specific now when you're measuring this 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 um, activity you can actually reflect and look on your progress right and then you can also celebrate any successes you're having along the way so you know that okay i only did it half the time what do i need to do to increase that these are the questions that we have to ask because i'm still not meeting this goal and then when you're meeting that goal you see how you could fit that in now what can i add to that how do i multiply what's already going on here so by breaking down your goals into a small into smaller achievable steps and i think we talked about that just the other day you can build confidence and momentum and what you're looking for is momentum it's about being steady okay it's not about going viral right people can go viral and then they have a hard time keeping up with that because they're not really sure why they went viral they're not really sure what the formula was they're not really sure where that success came from right it could be a fluke or it could be something that's tangible so small achievable consistent steps all right so that you're not chipping away at your confidence and you're gaining momentum along the way that's how it's going to support your self-growth okay and then just three strategies I'm pretty sure there's more but these are the three that's really made a difference in my experience so I want to be able to share them with you and I talked about being vulnerable and this is just one of those vulnerable points about um, things that I've tried if I told you how many years I've been thinking about being an entrepreneur and doing my own thing you would probably laugh and that would be okay because in each phase I learned something. I definitely had a moment of investing in myself, right? But then really understanding that everybody who has a website, who even has a business, they're not always legit, right? So I had to go through that phase in my life as well. Um, it's not like the stock market. So although I may be investing some into something financially to improve my abilities, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to get the type of success I'm looking for you still have to know how to apply it like I said you still have to know the formula right the strategy and put it to that sometimes we think that oh I'm gonna pay for this and it's just gonna make everything better not necessarily I've also been involved with projects where 
it's geared towards one industry or field, but it's the transferable skills that I'm able to use, the, the information I can take from that experience and apply to something different, right? And say, okay, that worked. Where had I just stayed focused on just that industry and I saw that it wasn't going well for me, then I would consider that investment as null and void. But it wasn't null and void. I was able to take those skills and transfer them to another industry that actually worked quite well for me, okay? So I hope these strategies help you overcome your imposter phenomenon and support yourself grow. Please remember that you are capable of achieving great things and I don't wanna be the only person telling you that. I want you to be the person telling you that. You know why? Because you're always going to be with you. I won't always be with you. Your mom won't always be with you. Your dad won't always be with you. Your colleagues won't always be with you. Your children won't always be with you, but you will always be with you until the very end of time. So you need to tell yourself that you're capable of achieving great things because it's the truth, it's not a lie, and you are not an imposter. If you have never joined our conversation on Facebook, we're still building that community, okay? And that's where we're gonna share more about this conversation. I would definitely love to hear how things have worked out and how you've bounced back from things that didn't work out and let us have that conversation. This is a safe space to be vulnerable and to discuss our real life experiences. And any questions related to joining is, is just geared towards that. We are adults, and so I want to foster an environment where we can have some adult conversation. Not rated X, okay? We're not hooking up. Although some of us <laughs> seem to think that's the most important thing. And if that's where you are in life, that's great. But come here, bring your tears, bring your fears, bring your accomplishments, okay? And let's be able to talk about it. Do not bring your insults. We can get those elsewhere and it won't be here. So I'm very excited to hand the reins over. You can search that group at Take the Leap, L-E-A-P, all right? And it has no photo. It is a private group, so you're able to search it once you join. No one knows that you're a member and no one can see what you're posting inside of that group, okay? You can also message me if you have any questions or concerns about the group or if you just want to suggest some topics to discuss uh, through the podcast. And I'm on Facebook as Shay, S-H-E-A, Tostin, T-O-S-T-O-N. So definitely reach out on Messenger. Let's connect or join the group, okay? Thank you for taking the leap with me today. Join us in a couple of days for another stepping stone to reconnect with self, and access the knowledge we were born with to navigate our journeys to self-actualization. I'll see you at the crossroads, same time, same station, same great things.